All right, we're back with episode four of Wrestling Shed Live. And of course, we got the four horsemen. I'm Chad Everard, your host as always. And well, our group as always, Mr. Corey Ware up in the top corner. Whoop. Uh, Harry Ware down in the bottom. And in the other bottom corner, Mr. Brett Butler. Hey, guys. Great. Good, good, good. Good week. <laughs> not that great a week but you know not that much of a week yeah it wasn't much chatter really i'm not i don't know it was kind of one of those lulls in a in a, in a week which was surprising leading up to a pay-per-view for aew but wwe seemed kind of stagnant in itself uh nxt was a decent show but i don't know yeah. nothing really popped out for me nothing really stood out overall in the week but uh yeah we'll get into a few topics this week nevertheless outside the ring inside the ring Coming up uh, tomorrow, we have AEW Double or Nothing, so we're going to have a big uh, chat about that, our previews and our predictions and all that. But uh, make sure to check us out on Facebook. Uh, That's our main haven. Check us out, Wrestling Shed. Uh, Also, YouTube, where this video can be found and uh, all our other videos. And, of course, uh, the Wrestling Shed uh, can also be found on Twitter, at Wrestling Shed. So make sure you check out all those avenues. But for now, we're going to yuck it up in person or as virtually as we can. Um, biggest biggest uh, news topic of the week popping up uh, probably Thursday was AEW or AEW, sorry, New Japan and WWE's possible relationship. Some kind of uh, mutterings and uh, murmurs about that going on. Uh, guys, uh, who wants to start that one off? Uh, Brett, how about you? Well, you know, um, I think the this is kind of maybe the start of a, a war now, maybe between companies, to be honest with you, when Tony Khan uh, came on TV with uh, Tony Schiavone and pretty much said, listen, I'm the only Khan that should be talking to New Japan Wrestling. That was kind of him saying, hey, listen, guy, we're, we got a relationship already. Back away. You know, we know what you're trying to do. We don't like it. Hands off. So... And good on WWE. Like this is this is actually for WWE fan. This is amazing. Like, who wouldn't want to see Roman Reigns versus Okada or John Cena versus Tanahashi? Like, you know, there's there's so many great matchups that could be there. Now, I heard if they do huge do uh, New Japan, it's sending guys over. So it might not actually them sending back. So, and I think with the NXT Japan, maybe hopefully jumping off to maybe they're looking for some mentors, some old lines to kind of, you know, bridge the gap. Uh, you know, one that comes to mind would definitely be um, uh, Juice and Thunder Liger. You know, he's kind of, he's been in the hall of fame. Maybe they might bring him in as a coach. So, you know, I think that's why the lines are being open there, but you know, other than entering action was terrible this week, but just like, you know, we, that bomb, that uh, bomb got dropped the other day. So it got me interested, for sure. Like you said, I don't know if it's actually going to lead to maybe a marquee match of Roman versus Okada or uh, Noido versus Seth Rollins or anything right away, or if at all. But uh, from what I hear, it could be more of a de- de- developmental deal, uh, sending guys over and maybe uh, maybe some of the younger guys, Young Lions or something, coming over to NXT, uh, offset that NXT Japan kind of, workings they were dealing with what do you what do you think about it harry 
Oh, I, you know, I'd be for anything, especially if it meant, uh, you know, getting some of that uh, New Japan wrestling content onto the WWE Network. Maybe even like, you know, like the G1 Classic, they could show all that stuff. Uh, I mean, it really couldn't hurt anything. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, WWE can only go up. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Corey, what do you think about it all, man? Um, yeah, I, I kind of agree with what Bright is talking about. Um, you know, my understanding from reading some of the news this week was that, you know, this relationship is going to be more about uh, sending performers to New Japan uh, rather than vice versa. Um, a lot of people were talking about online that, you know, it seems like it might be almost the first, could be the first rumblings of possibly the sale of WWE by putting connections out into the world outside of their own market. But I kind of think the other way, like Brett was mentioning, that this is more get WWE performers into the Japanese market so that they have a better chance of success when they put NXT Japan or something out there. Uh, so I think that's kind of the way that this is going to be structured. Yeah, for sure. That's exactly what I was thinking. I mean, it's it's easy to get your hopes up when you hear that initial relationship kind of... Uh, setting in but uh oh yeah i mean i was thinking to myself you know how much i'd love to see like you know o'reilly or you know undisputed era against like okada and abushi and naito and stuff like that it'd be like so great but exactly i I don't think that that's going to happen i think this is going to be exclusively them sending performers over there to get japanese eyes on the american performers so Um, from what I heard too, I don't know exactly who it was. It might've been Mike Johnson, Parsing Insider, but I think, uh, Daniel Bryan was mentioned as one of the facilitators or one of the guys that was actually kind of pushing for this to be in motion. So that's pretty cool. Maybe he could actually, uh, work a match with someone. Well, I that think, would be amazing. <laughs> oh, too. When you look at Wrestle King's Kingdom's success, first and foremost, going with the two day format and then WWE's WrestleMania kind of following suit. Not to say, you know, it's just sometimes I think now where you've had AJ Styles come over, you had the Good Brothers, you had these guys, well, they're not there anymore. Uh, You got Daniel Bryan yearning. You got these guys who now have that opinion of saying, listen, like New Japan made me who I am, made me go that extra level, the Bullet Club. Like, look at AJ Styles, amazing wrestler, like for really good fans, like we've always loved him. But when he really came on the map is when he became the leader of, of uh, the Bullet Club, in my opinion, internationally. Then it was easy for WWE to say, hey, listen, we know this guy. Now he's he's everywhere. Let's get him in. So, you know, these they're definitely talking to these guys. And when you look at it, Triple H looks at it like, I have so many of these AJ-style type guys. Put them over. Let New Japan do what they do with it. Create these great matchups that maybe 10 years down the road will actually be a WWE matchup or might be a WrestleMania matchup. You know, it's, it's like anything. Years ago, we watched the internet for these amazing matchups from these superstars of the day. But, you know, people are getting the foresight to say, let's just do this now. Let's make money off it. <laughs> the time is now. Why not? Yeah. Uh, nevertheless, uh, New Japan rolls on. Uh, last week, we touched on the fact that Will Ospreay had an injury. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure the match is set now that the vacated title will be decided at dominion on june 7th this year it used to be the sixth but it's going to be the seventh and it's going to be uh kuzichiko okada versus shingo takagi for the vacant iwgp world heavyweight title 
Uh, also on that show, El Desperado will be defending the junior heavyweight title against Yo and a singles featured match with Jeff Cobb versus Kota Ibushi. Now, there's going to be a lot more matches, but those are the uh, top three headliners they're announced this week. What do you guys think about those? Corey? Um, I'm not really sold <laughs> on the, you know, the main uh, match there. I mean, when Osprey got injured, you know, I figured that they would probably look to past champions to kind of put together a match. Uh, you know, so you have to figure that Okada was definitely going to be in there. But I, you know, kind of thought that they would probably turn to like Jay White, Naito, maybe Tanahashi or something like that. Uh, so, you know, having Tagagi in there now, uh, I don't know. It seems like they should have had maybe some more qualifying matches or something or some other presentation rather than just picking two guys that are going to determine who your champion is going to be. Yeah. Um, seeing El Desperado uh, get a match uh, with Yo is going to be really good. Uh, El Desperado, always one of my favorites whenever I tune in uh, to N NJPW. Um, and the Jeff Cobb match, I don't know. I'm not really sold on Jeff Cobb as a performer. Um, he just comes off as, you know, a big, strong dude, kind of like a Keith Lee or something like that. But I, I, I don't see the appeal. <laughs> a lot of other people, people, you know, say, you know, great things about him. I've seen, you know, a lot of his matches over the years, but I, I don't know, just not really a fan. What about you, Harry? You much of a uh, New Japan fan? What are your thoughts? On oh, my. What I know about New Japan um, is what Corey just said two seconds ago. I, uh, I agree with him. <laughs> <laughs> you can what I know about New Japan wrestling fan. <laughs> Brett, where do you stand with it all, man? Uh, I kind of agree with what Corey was saying. Uh, I figured it was going to be former champ like Jay White was kind of looking the way that they were going to put the belt back on him. Uh, Okada makes sense. Okada makes sense anytime for New Japan Wrestling. So I would imagine, um, unless it was these ones where, you know, they're going to put on Shingo for a little bit, it's going to go back to Okada or Osprey, maybe. Who cares about Jeff Cobb? Like, really? Like, he's... I like Jeff Cobb. I don't know, man. I think he's really good, but he's missing <laughs> that something for sure. He's yeah. in he's up with Osprey now. He's in that uh, what is the, the the kingdom? Is it the kingdom? Yeah, Republic. Like I, uh, yeah. Is it the kingdom? Like that. But, uh, I don't know. Whatever the group is. Talk. He just does the arm fold like Taz used to do. I yeah. don't know. I've seen. I, know, I think he's pretty good. He got something to show. I I I eventually have a feeling that NXT will sign him, and then people will get onto him because they'll be able to see more of him then. But. I don't know. Jeff Cobb's good. Uh, anyone going against Kota Ibushi is going to have a good match, I think. Oh, so, oh no doubt. Regardless of what uh, your thoughts on Cobb, it's probably going to be a pretty damn good match, regardless. No, yeah, I kind of uh, wanted to see Ibushi involved in the championship match, to be honest. Like, if I had picked, I would have picked Okada. And Ibushi. Uh, Ibushi. And probably Naito and okay. Jay White. But you know, see, that's to be the four front runners over there. That's yeah. the classic. That's the classic WWE move. Take your top four guys and put them in. Like that's one thing yeah. I do about you, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Like Shingo might win. Like they must just say, okay, this is his time to have the belt and for him to go up the next ladder. Because when you look at New Japan, there's you can only name off six or seven guys 
they say, okay, we can put the belt, we can put your heavyweight championship on you. And it makes total sense. Like poor old Tanahashi, he'll probably still have another kick at the can before it's done. Like, you know, to be kind of slowly doing this like old guard story. Like when he took on Okan, which I was just like, you know, you're just giving this villain jobber, uh, you know, a, put, throwing a big name against him. But now what they're doing this kingdom thing, I do like it. Like you're putting Will Ospreay as the top heel. Um, Okan's in it. Jeff Cobb. So, you know, it's, it's, it's good. You know, that's one good thing I must say. New Japan does well with factions and they keep them, they keep them going. That's one thing. Yeah, for sure. They make them all like seem like they actually have some legitimacy to them. Yeah. You know, know, they don't, they don't do the gang, you know, warfare all the time. Like one guy comes out, for example, in Nido, like he's a part of uh, Los. I always mess up. So like the mat, like sometimes the mask guy would come out. Sometimes you know, well they kind of did have a bit of a split when evil went away. But you know, not all of them come out the time. It's not NW all time. So it's cool. Like when they do have their vignettes, when they're at the table, they're all dressed up. You know, it's it means something. It's yeah. just not one of these things where they're coming out every week and you're like, oh here we go with the inner circle again, or here we go with, you know, yeah. we'll eventually say with Pinnacle, you know. That's what I like too. Is that it seems like any of the members of the uh, you know New Japan factions they're not always against one other particular faction. Like they go off in different directions, and that's something I find that every other company doesn't do very well. Like you'll always have you know the New Day against the Usos, or you know Lij might go off and face a bunch of different people. So in New Japan they do it differently, which is great. I don't like to see you know every week it's the Pinnacle versus uh, inner circle and that's that's all they fight like they'll fight only those guys yeah. you know everybody has different things to do like you would expect you know i have the other pursuits i want to do rather than just fight against these other guys uh so uh, you know njpw uh, does that with their faction which is great <laughs> yeah for sure uh, dominion it's gonna be a good show it usually is a good show every year it's just as good yeah. as wrestling kingdom in my opinion so, uh, yeah, we'll be talking about that more as we lead up to that. But uh, another big event is SummerSlam, announced this week. will be possibly coming from Vegas. I'm not 100% sure. But uh, August 21st was the date that was announced exactly. And uh, a little bit of rumors over a uh, guest host as well. I don't know if you guys heard about that. Uh, Curdy B has been thrown around as a guest host for WrestleMania this year. Harry, you're a huge Cardi B fan, I can tell. What do you think? Oh, I've, I've got the merchandise, Chad. I've, I've got everything. I've got her poster <laughs> up in my room. Uh, I'm just disappointed they couldn't if get flown. Matches aren't going to sell you on any of SummerSlam this year. Cardi B will, no matter what. <laughs> I, I said I'm just disappointed they couldn't get Flo Rida again, you know, to do, a, to do a, another intro. Oh, man. But, yeah, SummerSlam, uh, going to be live this year. Uh I don't know, guys. Uh, what do you think about SummerSlam? What what what, do you, what direction do you think they're going to be heading into to get into those uh, or get people into those seats this year, Corey? Well, the latest rumor I heard was that John Cena will be main eventing against Roman Reigns. Uh, that seems to be what they're aiming for. I don't know how much that's going to be affected by his flub earlier the week uh, with the whole Taiwan thing and having to issue an apology at the behest of his uh, production company. Yeah, he had a little um, bit of a yeah. 
yeah, that uh, didn't go over well. And then it really seemed like, you know, he was pressured into issuing this public apology uh, to the people of Taiwan uh, later, or China, I should say. Or, yeah. Yeah, I can't remember. Which Wait one. a minute. What oh. we Roman Reigns versus John Cena. Let's do a quick around the board. Who wants to see that match right now? Right? Yes or no? Yes, because it's better than us. What else they got? Harry? Yeah. Oh, I think I think that'd be a great match. Corey? No to the match. Yes, for a rematch of their promo where John Cena completely buried Roman so he can get it back. <laughs> I only watched that the other night again. Yeah. <laughs> if they could do something that he could unbury himself from that, you know, John Cena torture treatment that they gave him before, that'd be great. But the match itself, I really don't care about because John Cena is not a full time performer. Exactly. There's no threat that he's ever going to win that title off Roman. So, what do I care? <laughs> But it's, I don't know, it's inevitable. It's a good little uh, twist, little story that they could say that Cena could come back to get that title and be the one to knock Roman off that, you know, stage. And if Cena hadn't had a ton of movies like that just are being released now over the summer, yeah, you know, he might be taking a break. I can see it, but his schedule is so full. I know that he's not going to be a performer. And anybody who watches the product knows he's not going to win that title. So why bring him back at all? Right. <laughs> He's in like the new Fast and Furious movie, right? Yep, that's the one that just opened. Then he has Suicide Squad be released later on during the summer, and he has two or three oh. more coming out in the fall. So it's gonna be him and Robin surrounded by the cast of the Fast and the Furious. It's gonna be great. Yeah, he'll just drop a car into the ring or something to beat Roman. But there you go. <laughs> I mean, The Rock had a bunch of movies come out in 2013. He came back and won the title again. So hey, yeah. he, he was actually on a break at that point in between filming. Oh, was he? Part of his agreement, uh, so he could come back. He okay, had, had there that. you go. Yeah, you got a two though. If this is Cena, if he, you know, technically this would be the seventeenth, I believe. So this would be the breaking the record record as well. Mm. You know, which like, I think he said he would never do. Which do <laughs> or you know, they're, that's for us to know for the casual fan. No, yeah. but that's why you're traction <laughs> from. Head of the table versus Rick Frears, John Cena's you know record, you know. So that's you know that's yeah. Vince, you know that's that's how he's back it. That's how it's going to sound, and you know some people are going to be zombies to it, and some people are gonna, like us are going to be like. Uh, <laughs> you guys like my glass I got this week? Ooh, nice! Ooh, drinking out of the uh, make the snake peanut butter glass. That's the peanut butter. Brett, <laughs> Brett, too soon to mention zombies already. <laughs> too soon. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we're not going to go there. All it takes is Cena to be in a, in a zombie movie, and that zombie movie say, "Hey, we'll give you two million. <laughs> and that's some that's SummerSlam right there. There you go. That movie wasn't bad, by the way. I watched it the other day. Did you? <laughs> yeah, it, wasn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't bad. It's okay. <laughs> I didn't check it out. I might. I don't know. We'll see. I'm not. Big in the zombies and all that shit, but it's good if you want to just you know kill like ninety minutes of your time. You've got nothing else to do. You know, it's good popcorn. Oh, man, I'm too busy kind of watching uh, UWF from 1985 on uh, YouTube oh, or yeah. Mid South or something. That's all I'm watching lately. This week I've been watching like super old school uh, TV stuff. It's pretty good. Good stuff. Because <laughs> there's nothing on TV that I want to uh, watch now. Like I don't know. It's kind of weird, but. Uh, on the alternative side, uh, Major League Wrestling, uh, we'll have a little update this week from our correspondent, Mr. Corey Ware. Have you uh, 
any news for us this week? Yeah, MLW had their week number two, of course, of their draft where they, you know, re-sign uh, talent or sign new talent. Uh, this week wasn't very noteworthy in that they announced a few returning names. Uh, Gringo Loco, uh, King Mo, who people might know from MMA uh, from previous years. He's part of America's top team, which they treat as an actual faction in MLW, which is kind of cool. Uh, and they also re-signed uh, Filthy Tom Lawler, uh, which is great to see. Uh, their big pickup this week was a newcomer, a new guy, uh, Alex Kane, whose nickname is the Suplex Assassin. <laughs> Sounds really cool. Uh, he was trained by Air Fox, if memory serves me correctly. Oh, okay, right on. Yeah. Uh, so he'll be making his debut on their new show when it comes out on July the 10th. So next week, there'll be more updates and hopefully a new signing, something maybe along the lines of a Davey Richards or something like that. So, uh, but uh, that's all the news for MLW this week. Nice. All right. Uh, did you guys catch any of the Warrior documentaries or specials or whatever this week? AEW or AEW? Why do I always say that? A and E <laughs> and uh, Dark Side of the Ring both had their Ultimate Warrior episodes. Breath, uh, did you catch either or both of those? What were your thoughts? Yes. <laughs> two two uh, Warrior snorts for both. Uh, man, like, you know what? I could watch any documentary about Ultimate Warrior. I found um, the Dark Side Ring one was, you know, a little bit more in-depth about his you know where they had the, the different wife she gave her perspective so it was the first time i i seen that part so it was a little bit of stuff that i knew he was like egomaniac but i didn't realize he was that bad didn't know about the jake roberts part which i thought that was pretty cool too like you know we all at one point thought jake deserved a run or title run and it was that little tidbit i thought was i, I didn't know that so that that was cool and the aw one was you know very similar but more fluffed up um you know for cable tv version so it was it's good like i i rewatched a lot of those aew ones um i actually watched hidden treasures for the first time this week which i thought was really cool so and there's a lot of good uh a lot of good tv right now like they're making a lot of good content yeah i mean as bad as or well as critical as we could be about the in-ring product there's always something to watch I mean, those uh, A&E shows have been pretty good, either if you watch the biographies or the uh, most uh, wanted treasures or whatever it's called. Uh, Harry, have you been catching either one of those? I did. I, I watched both of them this week, actually. And um, I got to say, I like the fact that, to me, it kind of almost played out like the ending of 8 Mile. Um, like the A&E <laughs> one is like they came out and said, we're going to beat Dark Side to the punch. Yes, the warrior held us up for money. Uh, yes, he said some racist and stuff. And yes, we did a smear DVD about him ourselves. Absolutely, we did all of that. Uh, go ahead, Dark Side of the Ring. <laughs> okay, here we go. Uh, Corey, did you catch either one or? Uh... I didn't. I haven't caught up on the last few uh, A and E ones since I watched the horrible uh, Randy Savage one. Yeah, it's funny because I, I, mean, I haven't felt like I wanted to go back and continue with those. So. Oh, email. Uh, but I did watch Dark Side of the Ring, uh, which was interesting. Um, I did like that they talked about how he, you know, basically self destructed, you know, as the title of the DVD would suggest. 
but they went into like his, you know, the racist stuff that he came out online and his comic book and how he changed his name to Warrior and things like that. Um, I think that they also probably should have covered a little bit more of his time when he kind of went through the same thing with WCW. I think he kind of held them up for a little bit of money as well. So it kind of continued that, uh, but they just kind of glossed over, I guess, for lack of time. Uh, it was interesting to hear, you know, uh, firsthand from his first wife, uh, how he went and didn't realize that, you know, he was a, a cheater <laughs> and he kept meticulous notes of the women that he was with in every town. Uh, I was never a big fan of the Ultimate Warrior growing up. Uh, I didn't see the appeal. Um, later in life, you know, I, I realized that he was funny to listen to <laughs> in terms of his promos. It didn't make any sense. But, uh, you know, see just what kind of a person that he was and how he basically only wanted to be in the business for his own benefit and nobody else's, that he didn't really get what the idea of professional wrestling was. You know, it was yeah. sad to see, you know, the way that he ended. And I, you know, I was watching it there just before we got together tonight. And, you know, it took me back to when he did Men Ways with WWE. And, uh, you know, he got to come back and he did his promo. And then the next day, I remember him being dead. And uh, how much that struck me that, you know, he had made so much progress. And, you know, he seemed like, you know, there could be a role for him moving forward that he might have learned a lesson. And then he died and he didn't get to make anything of it. Uh, pretty sobering thought, but uh, it was really good. And uh, I'll go back and watch the, uh, the Amy one, I guess, when I have <laughs> a... Uh, an urge to go back and watch the remainder of those <laughs> yeah i don't know i thought they were pretty good i watched both of them as well uh like brett said it was cool to get the perspective of the the first wife if you will and uh get her thoughts on the whole thing because i mean she wasn't really you know featured or talked about on anything before really so it gave a good uh give a good uh, little insight into what their uh, relationship was at the time and how he was but uh I don't know, man. Dana Warrior is an idiot. I don't like her. She's got a weird vibe. I think she has like, I don't know. There's a weird, I don't know. It's like she's a, she's lying every time she talks about stuff. Well, Funny. when you look, like maybe, the, like I think the Warrior must have set up something for her, like, and he maybe knew that he was dying or whatever was going on. Like, yeah. Well, she's getting the Vicky Guerrero treatment, like the Yeah, if I'm gone, then we know and like, the thing is too, like, warrior wasn't eddie guerrero like warrior was a piece of shit it's part of my language but so like there's obviously something that he must have done towards the end to say and when you look at it the warrior award is it an honorary award like is this like yes it's great for the people they give it to and what they did was great but like symbolizing warrior like fuck off like he was a piece of crap like that's i think it's a kick in the nuts by to be honest with you that award is it's just wwe like they're just capitalizing on you know the good memories that people have of him as performer like you know that nostalgia thing and then the way he died you know all of a sudden they have this framework in people's minds of you know he changed his life and came back and we you know we all feel good about him now and then he died and it's tragic it's not WWE really capitalizing on something that's very very tragic in somebody's life you know, to put an award out in his name when everybody knows that they hated the guy. Like, he was an asshole to everybody. Yeah. 
held them up for money, hurt people in the ring, didn't care about them at all. But you know, let's put an award out there that talks about you know the spirit of caring and, and doing things to support other people and, and name it after him. It's ridiculous. Exactly. I mean, that's the WWE MO, though. I mean, they're always spinning things and changing things. This award originally was supposed to be for like acknowledgement of backstage crew or people behind the scenes or in the office and stuff. And uh, named after a guy named Jimmy Miranda, who like ran everything back in the 80s and 90s. But they totally changed it and took this warrior narrative and spun it. And now this is exactly what we're dealing with. So. I don't know, man. It's only going to be a matter of a couple of years. The way the world is, it's not going to be called the Ultimate Warrior Award anymore. But we'll see. They'll probably call it the Teddy Hart Award next or something. (laughs) (laughs) With that being said, uh, we're going to take a quick break, guys. Uh, We're going to come back. Uh, Last night, we had Friday Night Dynamite, a little rare treat. We're going to talk a little bit about that. And, of course, the big double or nothing pay-per-view tomorrow night. Hang tight. We will be back. Be back with Wrestling Shed Live. After a hard day at the office, working up a big thirst, many professionals reach for the smooth taste of Mellow Yellow. Woo, baby! Mellow Yellow, the taste that beats Mountain Dew. And now, Mellow Yellow has pictures and all the facts on your favorite NWA wrestlers. Ric Flair, Sting, the Road Warriors, and even my pretty face. Head to your favorite store and collect all 12. Woo! Take it for Dusty Rose, the American dream. Make the mellow yellow move. All right, we are back. Wrestling Shed Live. I'm Chad Everard, your host. Back with Brett Butler, Harry Ware, and Corey Ware, as always. Guys, uh, AEW Friday Night Dynamite last night. A little late night treat as it was uh, delayed because of basketball, I guess. NBA. Yeah. Yeah. NBA. Uh, I don't know. It was a decent show. Not a great show, in my opinion, for a lead-in for a pay-per-view. Um, just to run it down quick, Darby Allen beat Cesar Bononi. Uh, Hangman Page beat Joey Janela. Jade Cargill defeated Kylie or Kylan King. Miro retained the TNT Championship against Dante Martin. Uh, Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page defeated the Dark Orders, Evil Uno, and Stu Grayson. We also had a long, long, long weigh-in between Cody Rhodes and Anthony Gogo. Uh, a little bit of a fisticuffs in the back of Christian Powerhouse Hobbs leading up to the Casino Battle Royale. Um, it wasn't a great show, man. I, I don't know. Other than the crowd, I was impressed by the crowd because... There's more people now, and it was, like, exciting and live. But, I mean, that only lasts for about five minutes for me. But it was cool to see, nevertheless. Uh, Corey, you want to start it off? Thoughts on Friday Night Dynamite? It was awful. (laughs) I did not think it was a good show at all. Um, You know, uh, kicking it off with Darby in front of the crowd was a smart idea. I mean, the crowd reaction was great, and it was good to see them all back. The match wasn't that good. (laughs) Um, Didn't see the point of it. Um, Then, as you said, the very long, long and pointless (laughs) weigh-in. I mean, they had Big Show out there operating the scale. like Yeah, couldn't you gimmick it, man? Like, just say 220 or whatever. Yeah, like, it looked like he was actually trying to figure it out. He was like... 
<laughs> I could almost smell the wood burning as he was trying to piece together how to move the thing back and forth. Like, yeah, and nothing happened. Like, it just went on and on. And Cody tossed his tracksuit out into the crowd, and nothing happened. I was like, there's a prime opportunity there for a go go to slug somebody that came out with Cody, right? Put over the fact that he's a knockout artist. Yeah, and nothing happened. <laughs> put down Aaron Anderson. They could have even had uh, Big Show make a comment about how impressed he was with Ogogo's punch because White's known for having the big, you know, weapon of mass or fast destruction or whatever it was called. You know, having a knockout punch, and he didn't even talk about that. I don't understand what the whole purpose of it. No, it led to nothing. Absolutely yeah. nothing. It was a waste of time. Like you said, it could have led to even I don't know. If Paul White would have wanted to do this, but like have him take a punch by mistake. Cody ducks and a go-go hits Paul White. I don't know. Even set up something like that. Like, why would Cody duck? My God. Like, I don't, I don't know. know. It just did not. I don't understand what the logic was. I mean, like, what does a weigh-in have to do with a wrestling match? It's like, yeah. Is that in the UFC where if you go over, you're going to lose some of your money? Like, it didn't make it will totally affect the outcome of this match. All it did was give QT Marshall a, a reason to get on the microphone and just show how pathetic he is <laughs> and that he can't cut a promo at all. And he just rambled for a few minutes about the other guy was heavier by one pound, so he was going to win. It was like <laughs> a reincarnation of Scott Steiner promos. Like, what the hell did that have to do with anything? I don't know. Um, the only thing I thought that was good that came out of the show was Jane Cargill. Uh, looked like a million dollars. She is such an impressive figure to look at and see her in the ring. And they finally put an end to this whole who's going to manage her kind of thing, which I thought was great. Um, and then, you know, there's a few other matches that were, you know, involving Dark Order and Hangman Page and whatnot, but nothing great. The last segment with the Inner Circle, why every time Jericho comes on TV, and he's a face, he's like an idiot. Like, yeah. he got lured out to the back again. It's like he went from being the leader of the inner circle when they were bad and, oh. out, and out thinking everyone to this time, hey guys, we're out in the back. Oh, we're going to go attack them. We're going to get jumped. Like, yeah. Jericho just should have stayed in the ring and said, we're not falling for your shit. Like, we're not coming out there. But no, they went out there and that horrible horrible spot where they did the stereo pile drivers through the table the day before your pay-per-view you're risking injuring two of the people that are going to be in the match it was what, were thinking? What, what was going through their mind i don't know I, I thought it was an awful show i had trouble watching a lot of it just because it didn't have any stakes uh, in the show and seeing some of the choices they made really made me question if they know what they were doing <laughs> Anyway, somebody else talk. <laughs> Harry, did you uh, check out Dynamite last night? Yes, I did. I did. I did. It, 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 it made me regret purchasing the pay-per-view for tomorrow night. <laughs> I was like, my money's gone. My money's gone. But, um, no, it, it, I, the matches had nothing to do with the pay-per-view that we're on. It's like none of these people are on the pay-per-view unless they're in the Battle Royal match. Yeah. And like the segments were just weak, very weak. It seemed like a filler show more so than a pay per view or a pre pay per view show, a go home show, honestly. Yeah. 
Brett, what were your thoughts on the whole thing overall? Well, you know, after watching what watching that show last night, I I, I figured it out. Um, their main writer is sick with COVID. Like there got to be. It's just it's getting to the point now where it's funny. Even I had this guy, not a big wrestling fan, but he asked me about AEW today, and I was like, yeah, you know what? Uh, he's I heard him really good in it, and I said, yeah, they are, but they're they did they're doing the old WCW to run and stuff hot. And I said this last week. I said it the week before. It's getting to the point now where it's just nothing makes sense. There's no storylines that were planted months ago. So they're just running by the seat of their pants. I think they got to do a little reset or um, I don't, I'm not sure. Like it's, I, I think once the live touring goes back, you kind of got to do storylines where why is this person going against this person every other night? Why does this person not like this person? Maybe they're just holding off and maybe they got all the good ones banked away and we're going to be blown off our socks once live shows come back. Um, another thing I was thinking about the other day too with all this Kenny Omega going here and there, this is the only time this stuff will ever work. The live shows aren't on the go right now. You do not, these promotions aren't on the road with having your champ having the main event house shows every night. So I think we're I think we kind of know what's going to happen once the house shows come back for all these companies. He's, the belt's got to go off him. Like that's it. Just makes sense unless he's going to be three sixty five twenty four seven champion and you know teleport around all these different locations in COVID world. Like it's just not it's not happening. So you know maybe and I don't think he's going to lose the belt, but you know something's got to happen soon. Or someone's got to show up at double or nothing. Something's got to happen, guys. Like that pay per view got to deliver and it got to get some shock value or got to get us talking again to get AEW to ride the ship and get back to where they, where they were. Yeah. So it's double or nothing tomorrow night from Daly's place. It's probably going to be a uh, pretty, uh, I don't know if it's sold out or if it's uh, going to be pretty damn full, but it, either way, it's going to be uh, pretty raucous, pretty loud. But will it deliver? It's a, it's going to be interesting to see how this whole card pans out. When I was going down through it to make sure we had all the matches to talk about here now, we got 10 matches, guys. That's a, that's a lot of stuff packed into this show. I know they only got quarterly pay-per-views or a few pay-per-views a year, but this one's going to be like four and a half hours long. I, I got a feeling. And... In my opinion, I don't know, I'm being overly critical maybe, but there's too much stuff packed into this show for one pay-per-view. They don't have enough, I don't know, like, there's no Imagine if the night before. Say it again, sorry? Imagine if they had this program that came on the night before and they could have done <laughs> something. They could have put some of those matches on the friggin' show they had last night. <laughs> I mean, they don't have to cram it all into one night. They had an opportunity and they wasted it. No. I mean, okay, we're going to start it out right now. They, they actually announced a uh, buy-in pre, or pre-show match this week, which is the NWA championship title. Uh, Serena Deeb is going to be defending against Riho. Riho, who hasn't been on the show in, I'd say, eight weeks, but she has a match on the buy-in pre-show. What do you guys think about that? Brett, you're shaking your head, Corey. You're exasperated. It's 
again, the writing is just terrible. Yeah. It's just saying, okay, she was our first champ. Serena Deeb's the NWA champ. Hey, that makes sense. No, it don't. She hasn't yeah. been on the show. Like, I honestly, when you guys when you guys said that the other week, I was like, she's still on the roster? Right. Like, she's, she hasn't been around. So, like, other than that tournament, I think, and didn't she lose in the first round in that? Yeah. Like, and I think, actually, I don't think she's actually on the roster full-time. I think, actually, that was her last match was the last time she lost. Uh, so, unless they've rehired her now, but my understanding was the last time she was on television was the last appearance on her contract. So, I guess it probably, it will be a good, it's going to be a decent women's match. Like, both yeah. of them are wrestlers, but who, what, when, where, why? Like, where is this going? I mean, you know? shouldn't be showing up to NWA to be challenging people for these belts. It's like, you have to come here. No, we're not going over there. That's not going to happen. <laughs> Exactly. I mean, NWA got their own pay-per-view coming up in a few weeks, so yeah. unnecessary match, in my opinion. You could have had the uh, Casino Battle Royale or something on the pre-show, but nevertheless... Well, challenge her over the phone, if you must know. <laughs> <laughs> Here's an idea. You have a bunch of talent, women's talent, on Dark and Elevation that, you know, only are on scene on those times. Put a bunch of them in like their own kind of battle royal for a title shot or something. At least put something on there that generates interest in your own product rather than advertise the NWA Women's Champion. Right. Huh? <laughs> uh, either way, uh, Casino Battle Royale, who is the uh, favor, the front runner, in your opinion? Brett, who do you think? Uh, I would say Christian Cage, unless him and Power Hobbs like kind of take each other out. Or, which they kind of said they weren't going to do again, maybe there's some random wrestler that we're not really thinking of be the Joker. And maybe there'll be a big one. But I don't really see that. I see that somebody that has been in the company coming back or someone that was on another all-in or associated with AEW at one point. Not someone that from WWE just time-wise. Yeah. And... You know, I think Christian Cage is, it makes sense. It does. Overall, that's who I would was. Harry, who, who do you think? Well, I definitely agree with Brett. It's, I think it's going to be Christian. Corey? Uh, in terms of who's going to win, uh, yeah, I think that Christian Cage is probably going to be the one to win. Um, yeah, unless <laughs> if we're going to talk about the mystery participant who we think that might be the joker uh, yeah the joker uh if it's who i hope it is uh it's going to be sammy callahan from impact i can see him winning uh just to further the storyline between him and omega on impact further along but i don't think that's going to be callahan i think it's going to be paul white yeah once they announced him to be on the, the announce desk for that, the, that match and they made a big announcement, I was like, yeah, he's going to stand up and get in that battle royal. There's, there's no doubt in my mind. Uh, moving on to a match that I'm kind of uh, interested in is Hangman Page versus Brian Cage. Big matchup here. What do you think? I think it'll be Brian Cage's time to step away from Team Taz uh, for good. Um, they're going to take advantage of the fact that Starks is out with an injury to kind of push Cage off on his own. 
So I think him and Paige will have a good match on their own. At the end, when Cage loses, Taz will come out and berate him, and Cage will push Taz down or something to cement the face turn. Uh, but this will be the first step of him getting away from Team Taz. I'm out for that for sure. What do you think, Harry? Yeah, I definitely think that uh, Hangman Cage is going to win this match. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Both for Hangman and will probably be the title. Uh, Brian, Brian Cage, Cage. Team, Taz. Team Taz, it got it potential, got potential. The match, uh, no, match of the night, sorry, <laughs> night of the match. match. <laughs> uh, TNT Championship, Miro versus Lance Archer. Uh, Miro's on a bit of a roll, but, but I don't know, Lance Archer, what do you guys think? Corey, Corey, too soon. Uh, I think Miro. Uh, had a really good showing, you know, beating up whatever one of those top flight guys. I can't remember what his name is. <laughs> Some dispensable <laughs> chopper fella. Uh, flinging him around made him look like a million bucks. And uh, should be good to see, you know, him up against a large opponent like Archer. Uh, but, yeah, I don't think they're going to take the title off Miro. I think they did a good job of building him up to be a monster. And he's going to show that against Archer uh, at the match. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, Harry, who thinks going to take this one? Oh well, oh, well, there's no way Miro is going to drop the belt to Jan Strowman. Not, not, it's not going to happen. <laughs> Jan Strowman, nice. <laughs> uh, Brett, who's Brett, your pick in this one, Miro or I don't, I don't, I don't uh, think he can be worth that. Do DNA champion. So I think Miro. You know, I know TK. You got to worth worth. He's he's good man. Uh, uh, too bad. Eric Church kind of through like a man's bill. You know, they kind of wrote it through a man's moxley. So it's too bad. too bad. All right. Uh, uh, I think another, another quick, quick break, break here. here. But we'll be back, we'll be back right after. Right after. Guys, you get me. Recording in progress. All righty. Sorry about that quick break. We are back. With double or nothing preview. Uh, on to the tag team championship match. The Young Bucks will be taking on John Moxley and Eddie Kingston. What do you guys think about this one? The unlikely duo of Moxley and Kingston. I don't know. I can't see the Bucks losing, but you never know. Brett, what do you think, bud? I don't know. I got Moxley. Up in a up dip, in dip dip here here, where, where I kind of maybe put the put the, the, the him and King 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 yeah, longer. Longer. but oh, uh, box officer, I like it. Third or two, or out out, blonde point. So I'm hoping this is we're gonna have to have to man. Yeah, yeah, anything you're saying, Alrighty, we are back again, Wrestling Shed Live. Uh, double or nothing, previews and predictions. Uh, we're going to continue it with the AEW Tag Team title match. The Young Bucks will be defending the titles against Eddie Kingston and John Moxley. Guys, what do you think about this one? I can't see the titles changing, but it is going to be a banger, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Corey, do you want to start us out on this one? 
Sure. Um, I love Moxley and Kingston's promos. The one that they had this week uh, on Dynamite was really good. Uh, I actually can see them winning the titles uh, just for one show, and they'll probably lose them back later on. But, yeah, I kind of get the sense that I think Moxley and Kingston are going to take the titles off the Bucks on this show. You think they're going to beat Rod and Todd Flanders? Yeah. Oh, when they called him Rod and Todd Flanders, I thought that was the most hilarious thing ever. Except Sermenton directs the pay-per-view for me right there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Brett, what's your uh, thoughts on this tag team championship match? Uh, I'd like to know where they, when they broke into Shawn Michaels' uh, old airing collection. That's what I'd like to know first for the Bucks. Like, these, <laughs> between the ones that the big LG are wearing and the Bucks are wearing now, I'm like, hope they're getting a good three-for-one deal on them because they're terrible. And I'm saying that I do I do like the heel Bucks. I do like their outfits. They are a little bit outlandish. They're cool. Yeah, I'm, I can kind of agree with Corey. Like, I think this might be a one-off. If there's going to be a night they're going to do it, it's going to be that night. Uh, Eddie Kingston and John Moxley are hot right now. Like, I would imagine their T-shirts are selling really well, uh, product-wise. They talk wicked. Like, you give you give Kingston a belt, man, that guy, that's gonna go to his head. And like, you know, we'll enjoy that. Like, he'll the stuff he'll say from that is gonna be amazing. So yeah, it's any at the same time, it's gonna be a good match. Like another one where it could be match of the night, <laughs> not night of the match. <laughs> But uh, yeah, for sure, I, I look forward to it. It's one of the ones where I like, I'll definitely be, be paying attention to, it and I'm, I'm, if it's 35, 45 minutes, I'll look forward to it. Definitely, Harry. Who's your pick for this one? I'm making the bold prediction of Eddie Kingston and John Moxley. I'm, I'm taking it. They're gonna take the belt. Gonna have a title change, perhaps. We'll mm-hmm. see. Uh, <laughs> we talked about this one a little while ago with the weigh-in with Anthony Agogo. Going against Cody Rhodes, the American dream. What do you guys think about this one? Who's going to walk away with the win? A go-go or is uh, old Cody going to take the win? I'll be in the bathroom. Harry, who do you think? (laughs) I'll be in the bathroom during that one. You know, that's just how it is. No, but uh, Cody, you're not going to go against Cody. Cody all the way, I'd say. But uh, another quick mention before I get to Brett there. Uh, The entourage that came out with him last night. Did you see him? He had out his gardener, his pool guy, uh, the oh, guy yeah. that works down the street. I mean, there was about 15 people that came out with him, so I can't see Cody losing this one. Brett, what do you think? Uh, you know, you got to look at Cody now, too, as like he's kind of a property. You know, Cody's trying to make himself into a TV star, movie star. So you kind of got to look at what he got on his plate. And that's sad to say, like, you can kind of judge where his career is going to be going, wins and losses. I don't know. Like, I I love Cody, but if they don't give this a go go guy to win, like, where's all this build up? Like, what? Where's it going? You know. Yes, I know it's against Cody Rhodes, and he's probably booking a match anyways. But Cody probably got this reality show happening soon. He got the kid popping out soon, so I can actually see a go go winning. They, they got to, you know, if they're going to keep this nightmare factory sub faction going. You know, it's probably going to be a QT Marshall. Uh, cheese or nick i don't know monster goddess with him come out but i don't know harry i kind of agree you man it might be a washer moment for me too like you know i don't know i gotta agree it's not gonna be a five-star match for sure but uh nevertheless cory who do, who do you think is gonna walk away with this one 
Uh, Agogo is going to win uh, through cheating. Uh, if they, like, I agree with Brett. If, you know, they have Cody beat this guy now before he's had a chance to do anything, what was the point? Um, I don't know how they're going to <laughs> put a match together with the guy. As far as I know, all he's ever done this matches is punch people. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's pretty much it. Uh, so I think that it's going to have to be through some sort of cheating that uh, Cody's going to have to take the loss here. Uh, like Brett said, he's getting ready to have a child. And, you know, he has that TV show and other things like that. Uh, so his duties for other things, I think, is going to play a factor in the outcome of this. Uh, but, yeah, if they have Cody win over a go-go right now, his momentum is just dead. So I definitely see a go-go winning, but it won't be clean. Yeah, if they go with uh, Cody, it could be all for not for a go-go, but go-go is pretty limited, so I don't know what way they're going to go with this. We'll see. It could be surprising for this match. We'll see. Um, Sting and Derby versus Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. Sting's first live match in, what, six years now? Um, I don't know, guys. I'm not expecting a lot, and God for God bless him. I hope he doesn't get injured. Every time I see Sting out there, that's what I say. And that shouldn't be a thing you have to say when you're watching wrestling. Uh, Brett, what do you think about this tag match, man? Who you- and I, you're talking to one of the biggest little stingers that you ever meet. Like I think I like I idolized Sting as a kid, and even when he had his Night of Champions match against Seth Rollins, like optimistic little stinger came out of me. Eh, maybe old WCW pay-per-view they might give him the belt he hasn't won yet in WB now nah, he gets uh, bombed against the uh, ring belt and ring buckle and almost goes paralyzed so I'm Chad I'm same way man like it's to the point now where I'm you know this is a match now it's a tag team match Derby's going to be in 95% of it Sting for the hot tag we'll see but then also they're going against a newcomer in Ethan Page and a, a guy who was up and coming Scorpio Sky so where do they where where are these guys growing? So or are they gonna keep it going? So I can see us um I don't know, like I think I don't think I can see Sting losing in AEW. So I'm guessing they're gonna win, but at the same time it doesn't make sense for Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. So it's one of those ones, it's a lose-lose match, in my opinion. Like yeah, they one of the- book themselves in the corner, to be honest. Like they yeah. got Scorpio and Page on I think like a seven or eight match win streak now. So if they lose, there goes their momentum. But then again, are you really going to job out uh, Darby, Allen, and Sting? I don't know. Well, Harry, if the bad well, shows, think, then maybe. I think they could job out Sting and, and Darby Allen because there's eventually going to be a split there, and Darby Allen could be like, "Well, Sting, it's kind of your fault, and uh, I blame you." You, all right. I learned it by watching you. You were old, and I, you messed up my match. <laughs> I don't know. Corey, uh, who's your pick for this one? What are, you, what are your thoughts? Uh, I think Derby and Sting will win. Uh, but I do think, as Harry kind of pointed out there, that it will be the start of them trying to break them apart. I mean, they took the title off of Derby, which is a, you know the first step, I think, in uh, getting a split between Sting and him. Um, but I do think that they will win. I can't see them having Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky go over them at this point, especially in front of a live crowd for the first time. Uh, but I do think there will be some storytelling in there whereby 
you know, Sting screws up or something in the match and almost costs him it or something. And then this kind of translates into what Harry said about, you know, Darby wanting to split from Sting because he's washed up <laughs> or something. Either way, whatever way you cut it, man, I'm not 100% feeling this one at all. I'm not just, just interested in seeing Sting wrestle. I'm really yeah. not. I go into this really hoping that a huge piece of my childhood doesn't die in the ring because <laughs> you got Sting on your roster and he's 60 years old. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to I don't want him to die in there, but I'm afraid that he's going to. Right? Uh, God, I hope he doesn't. <laughs> no, and like I said, and I mean, I'm not exaggerating and being one of those people like, oh man, Sting is so old. He's going to die in the ring. But you legit, Jay, let me have those concerns when you're watching him because he is, he is old. I mean, six years ago, all it took was that one move to almost paralyze the man. Exactly. And, you know, he hasn't been in there ever since. So I don't know. No cinematography to help him this time. So. Oh, yeah. But, but my favorite argument to that, though, is oh, Sting didn't take it right. What? Come on. <laughs> the you think man he's was a projectile. How do you take it that right? <laughs> First move Ethan Page does on Sting will be the the, uh, the buckle rope bomb. Her <laughs> buckle bomb, right off the bat. Just get out of the way. We're gonna pass on that this time, guys. Sting, if you hit this and you don't die, that's it. You're good for the rest of the match. You're all right. Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're redeemed. You're redeemed. Uh, we've reached a one year mark of uh, Hikaru Shida's women's championship reign. Uh, tomorrow night she will be challenged by Doctor Britt Baker. D-M-D. So, I think it's a foregone conclusion that Britt Baker should win this one. But uh, anyone think maybe that Cheetah is going to retain? I don't know. Oh, Harry? no. Not Harry? a chance. No. Not a chance. I think it'll be a great match. Yeah. Absolutely. But you'd have to be a fool to bet against Britt Baker in this match. Exactly. For sure. She's just outshining everybody right now, and she's just super over. You can just feel it right now. She's she's just eventually going to be a huge face, honestly. And I think that's exactly what they invested in and were hoping for when they did sign her as their first female uh, signee. So, Brett, uh, what are your thoughts, man? You agree? Is it Britt Baker and time? This is the launching pad to, you know, the superstar that we, we thought she was going to be, you know, some of uh, uh, Adam Cole juice is probably uh, rubbing off on her and, uh, you know, both of those, you know, maybe, you know, he's given her some advice on how to, uh, to do it. You know, I think it's going to be, when you look at this pay-per-view, there got to be a couple of belts change. So to me, this is the one that probably makes the most sense. Uh, she has been a great champion. You know, that's one thing we can say to her, like, you know, over the year, like she's had great matches. They've been few and far between, which kind of sucks. But uh, anytime she's gone out there, she's proven herself again and again. So, you know, it's going to be a, it's going to be a good match. Like it's something that we we'd look forward to a while. Britt Baker's uh, up and coming, the way that they built her, the Tony Schiavone stuff. I think she's been one of the best uh, the best characters they've they've done right from the beginning. I agree. I definitely agree with that, man. And people are talking about MJF all the time and talking about Darby Allen and stuff, but I don't think Sheeta gets enough praise to be quite honest, man. She's been really, really good. And she's came relatively out of nowhere. I mean, there isn't a huge percentage of fans that knew who Hikaru Sheeta was before AEW. So props to them for that. Uh, Corey, what are your thoughts, man? You're on the, the Brit Breaker train as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would love to see Sheeta continue 
as the champion because like you say i think she's done an excellent job i mean all of her matches have been great uh this you know since she started but Britt baker i mean the difference between when i think back of that awful match that they had in the dentist's office against big swole to where she is now oh god yes it's like night and day uh it's un- unreal um and just you know it's a natural progression for her character but she's so over right now i really can't see them not putting the title on brit tomorrow just can't yeah they'd be stupid not to i mean and, be- not, and it also plays a factor into what i said earlier and that uh brett mentioned you know we will have some title changes i think that you know kingston and moxley will pick up the tag champs because otherwise you'll have all heels with all the belts <laughs> right. so know because i do think that bridge is definitely gonna to win so there you go i mean that's a huge card there but what i said earlier it's kind of overbloated in my opinion there's two more matches <laughs> and two huge matches a stadium stampede match with the inner circle against the pinnacle which should be a big 40 minute spectacle i'm sure uh very similar to what they did last year but i'm sure they'll uh, mix it up a little bit more um Bryce, what are your thoughts on another stadium stampede so soon? You know, like, it's, it's going to be good. It'll be entertaining. There'll be good spots in it, but too soon, too quick. Like, we just said, blood and guts. You know, let's, exactly. let that settle. Let that sizzle for a bit. Let us, you know, have some matches in between the guys. Like, that's one thing. We never had any one-on-one matches between any of the members after, this, after the blood and guts. So there was no way to really... It's still Jericho and MJF at the end of the day. You know, like there's no way to say it under that. So hopefully we'll get some better one-on-one matchups in this. They can kind of, you know, take people to, you know, wait the way they did it last time. There's definitely going to be Sammy Gambara with a uh, golf cart that's going to that's gonna be in there some some point, I would imagine. Maybe he might be the one driving the golf cart this time against the Pinnacle guys. Uh, I can't see Pinnacle losing, you know, just, you know, it's just this one thing. Let's just hope that this Wednesday we don't have like the departure of the inner circle festival extravaganza or, you know, there's going to be like, boss, just put it either keep it going and like don't make every week an event or just separate them all and make Sammy Guevara the star that we know he's going to be. Uh, stadium Stampede, Harry, are you excited for it? What do you think? Well, I think it's definitely going to be a good spectacle and there's going to be a lot of entertaining spots and everything in it, but I, I do kind of think that it's a little too soon since from when they had the last one uh, there, you know, at, at last year's Double or Nothing, uh, I think is when they had it um, originally, but uh, I don't know. I mean, if I had to pick, I... I I think deep down, I think that the inner circle is going to win because then technically each group has won a piece and there has to be the inevitable rubber match between the two factions. True. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see that at all, actually. Um, but you never know. Corey, what are your thoughts on the old uh, stadium stampede? I don't like it. <laughs> uh, I think the reason why the first stadium stampede was you know, successful and well-received was because it was cinematic. And now that they're going to have a live crowd involved, that they're not going to have that benefit anymore. Uh, so I'm really interested to see how that's going to change the way that the match rolls out. Um, 
because I mean, once you cut away from the crowd and they're watching stuff on a TV in the middle of the stadium, you know, I don't think that it's going to be as good as, you know, the other one was. Uh, also having it so close to blood, it almost feels like this match and blood and guts should have been reversed. They probably yep. should have had yeah. the brawl first and then the pinnacle win blood and guts now, because I do think this will be the end of the feud. Uh, I do think that Jericho is going to be off now, uh, rehabbing his arm, and he's going to be off with Fozzie and his summer cruise and things like that. Uh, so he's definitely going to be off television. So I do think that this is, you know, Pinnacle is going to win. But uh, yeah, I do think the matches probably should have been reversed. Uh, I'm kind of concerned, like I said, the lack of the cinematography uh, or the cinematographic quality of the first match uh, won't be replicated here, and it's going to hurt him. Yeah, it's it's just too much again, like we said. Uh, like Brett said, actually, I mean, there hasn't been any matches. I would most definitely prefer probably even the FTR versus the Santana and Ortiz match or even like a six-man match or something like that, you know? But uh, Stadium Stampede, too much, too much on this card. And now we got the main event, uh, Triple Threat, AEW World Championship on the line, Kenny Omega versus Pac, Pac, and Orange Cassidy. I don't know, guys. I am not feeling this one. I haven't been feeling this one. I uh, my my investment hasn't even gone up since the past couple of weeks. Uh, Corey, I don't know, man. Who who do you think uh, is taking this one? Is it going to be Kenny? I'll tell you what. Um foremost or you know i thought it was a foregone conclusion that kenny omega was going to win i didn't think that anybody had a chance until seeing dynamite and the way that the crowd responded when orange cassidy got that belt at the end of that segment and held it up and the crowd lost their mind i mean it was unreal i didn't think that people were going to respond that way uh i it's tempting to say that orange cassidy could win just based on that but I don't think so. I think it is to just tease the fans. Um, Kenny is definitely going to keep the belt uh, after, you know, a good match, an interesting match. Hopefully it'll be, you know, this match will be the main event. It'll be at the end of the program. Uh, the only thing that I think can really add anything to this match is to have somebody huge walk out at the end of the show and face down Kenny after the match. Uh, you know, whoever it is, Moose or Daniel Bryan or someone <laughs> to, to show up and, you know, challenge Omega after he gets through with Orange Cassidy and Pop. Yeah, that would be a way to uh, kind of not save it because I'm sure it'll be a good match. Don't get me wrong. Those three guys can really bust ass, but I'm yeah. not looking forward to it. I don't know. What do you think, Brett? Are you feeling this match? You know, it's a, it's a master sells t-shirts, you know, putting Orange Cassidy in the, the main event of double or nothing, you know, it's, it's what the kids want. They want to see, you know, with the fans, obviously with that reaction from him with the belt, like there's, there's something there. It's just yet again, I don't want to be a broken record too, too soon, man. Everything is they're doing is too soon. Orange Cassidy, if you build them up right for another year or two, make it more of a struggle. You know, yes, have them beat some bigger guys, but like make it make sense. Mm. You know, I guess the way with a triple threat and the way that they can kind of go around if Omega loses, like Pac 
pins Orange Cassidy or Orange Cassidy pins Pac, you know, they can kind of go that route, which is, you know, the easy way out. But, um, oh man, Kenny Omega ain't losing. I, but, Corey, I do really – I do think that there's going to be something at the end too. Uh, it got to be. There got to be someone showing up to challenge him. Like, who's that – who's who in AEW – other than Hagman Page, which they've kind of alluded to, who's next? Like, really? Yeah, I think it's Page. Uh, I think that Page will eventually take the title. If they're going to go with somebody that's in AEW right now, it'll be Page to basically cap off that storyline since the beginning, like when he was the first contender for the Met, for the title, you know, wrestling for it. Um, but I do think that. I don't think it'll be Paige that comes out at the end of that match tomorrow. I think it'll be someone else. And I think Omega definitely doesn't lose because I don't think they're going to take the AEW title no. off first before he no. loses those other titles. No, definitely. No. Um, Harry, you are a Orange Cassidy fan. You have the miniature version in figure form. You think <laughs> he's going to take the title tomorrow night or will Kenny Omega retain? No, no. I, while I do have the figure, I, I am pretty realistic in my uh, uh, guess here with the match. Uh, no, Omega's going to retain because, like Corey said, uh, for Omega to lose all the titles that he has or to, for them to end the storyline, the AEW has to be the last piece of that puzzle. Uh, you know, he'll probably lose the Impact one before he loses any of the other titles or maybe even the, uh, what's the one he had, the other one he has, the Mexican? Uh, what he's fighting Andrade uh, for. So he could lose that one first, then Impact, then AEW, I think. Um, but yeah, he, he definitely won't lose this uh, this Sunday night, for sure. But there it is. That's 10 matches on the card. Uh, I'll be watching for sure, and I'm sure you guys will. It's going to be an interesting show, to say the least. Uh, we should definitely do a uh, review maybe in the next couple of days and uh, kind of bookend this one and, and match up and see where our predictions and stuff place. But uh, yeah, enjoy the show tomorrow night, guys, for sure. But before we leave this week, uh, I just want to throw one question around for a question of the week, uh, kind of a playoff of what we going, got going on in our Facebook group. Uh, we do have certain polls going on every now and then, a little uh, voting action. And you can vote for your favorites in different things. But this week, we got the greatest WWE entrance themes tournament. And, uh, well, the past couple of weeks, to be honest. But uh, this week, we're ending it off. And right now, we're in the semifinals. So, guys, we got uh, Macho Man Randy Savage taking on DX. And Stone Cold Steve Austin taking on CM Punk in the two semifinals. What's your picks, fellas? Harry, you want to start us out? I got to go with the Macho Man. It's got to be the Macho Man all the way. All the way with the Macho Man? Mm-hmm. Because when he, when that music comes on, you're going to go down that aisle. That, that's all you know. You, just, you put the finger up and you just go. <laughs> Man, I, I got to be 100% honest. I was surprised that he beat Shawn Michaels in the last round. It was a tie yeah. up until yesterday Thank when I was tallying the votes. But, but Thank you for saying know. that. I... Might go down in history as the only person who doesn't like the Macho Man's theme song. Really? Never understood the appeal of it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> I'm so used to, you know, the idea that it's, you know, what you hear at graduation and stuff, but 
I just don't understand its allure as a, a wrestling theme song. I just don't get it. It's generic, but it is iconic. So I don't know. Mm. Uh, Corey, who's your pick for the tournament? Who do you think is going to win it all? Uh, who do I want to win? <laughs> yeah, I would yeah. want uh, Steve Austin to win, uh, but I think that Macho Man will win. <laughs> yeah, it seems like uh, people that are no longer with us often get that sentimentality or that nostalgia vote. But yeah. uh, I, I don't know. Was rather that long ago, so. <laughs> right. uh, Brett, what do you think, buddy? Punk? Stone Cold, DX, or Macho? So going back to like the Shawn Michaels versus the Macho Man one, I think what happens with there, you think of yourself coming out as Macho Man or do you think yourself coming out as Shawn Michaels? So I think sometimes the guys like me personally, I'd rather come, oh, yeah, you know, coming out with the finger. And where the AEW uh, biography just came out too, they kind of claim like, you know, he was organized madness. So that's why the song was what he did, you know, the, his brothers in some way like that. Stone Cold got to win, man. And when that glass smashes, people right. go nuts. The rattlesnake comes out. You know, that's that's iconic, man. You know, so I I definitely think Stone Cold. Yeah? Yeah, for sure. I'm going to be uh, 100% frank with you. I voted for CM Punk for that one. What? Yeah. <laughs> I love that song. I just love yeah. it. I love that entrance. I thought, I don't know, man. It really. I love that song too, but really, after the first yeah. notes and you know CM Punk is coming out, do you really care about the rest of the song after that? Yeah. <laughs> I know I don't. It was like, okay, I hear the, the first guitar riff and I know he's there. Uh, okay. <laughs> Good. But Stone Cold, you hear the glass. And then the whole yeah, that's it. That, that, it's the glasses that, that, like that, pop and it just repeats over and over. I mean, that's the simple, most simple song, but that's it effectively carries into the ring. It's it's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> but it's all in good fun. Uh, if you're part of the Wrestling Shed Facebook group, get in there. Have your vote count it right now. Uh, if you're not, type in Wrestling Shed into your little Facebook app or your uh, website. And uh, join that group, because if you're not, you will not be on the Wrestling Shed live podcast, YouTube show, whatever you want to call it. But nevertheless, uh, join us on uh, Facebook, join us on YouTube, where we'll be having videos every week. And of course, on uh, Twitter at Wrestling Shed. Guys, uh, I want to thank you for joining us and uh, want to thank our sponsor yet again, Fogtown Barber. Uh, you can check them out down on 134 Water Street in St. John's, Newfoundland. Get a nice, uh, that's right, Brett, get a nice cleanup. Nice beard trim. Those guys and girls down there are actually offering beard trims now again because everyone's vaccinated. We're rolling. We're getting past all these crazy times. So uh, get down to Fogtown, get yourself cleaned up, go out and enjoy uh, a nice uh, day at the spa for your hair. But uh, if you can't get out, you can go online, check them out at uh, fogtownbarber.com and uh, have a look at the side shop because they got a lot of stuff there, guys. A lot of cool uh, t-shirts, a lot of hats, anything you want. And uh, if you want to use the code wrestling shed right now at the checkout, you will get 10% off. That's right. It pays to watch wrestling shed live. So we will thank you. We will uh, join you maybe in a couple of days, hopefully in a couple of days. We'll have a double or nothing review 
And a little something we're working on as well, a little AEW-WWE debate, because a lot of us here are uh, kind of critical on AEW, but we want to get some other guys in who want to support AEW and have another uh, look at the wrestling world, as it were. So thank you, guys. Thank you, Brett. Thank you, Corey. Thank you, Harry. I'm Chad Everett. This is Wrestling Shed Live. Thanks, folks. Thanks, guys. Yeah. See ya. Yeah.